What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon Wolverine legend. He's a Grambling State Tiger legend. He plays second base for the Grambling State Tigers. Back in the day, he was all swack. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got we've got yeah, the all, NFL all draft <laughs> analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch him on the Under Center podcast. You can catch him on Football Night in Chicago. You can catch him everywhere. He is Glenn Morgan, our GM. Gentlemen, it's been a couple of weeks. What's going on? How you guys doing? Going on. All right, loaded question. Say that for another time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but I did want to say that I put in my uh, submission for the for the uh, Roma Dunze fan club. I'm waiting to see if I get accepted. Mm. All right. Yeah, Maserati, <laughs> Maserati tomorrow was all booked up. I couldn't get in, so I had no <laughs> shot at it. So. Oh, man. So uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, shift gears here. We usually start with, with the beloved Bears, but we're going to start with the – I'm resurgence? Gonna, no, I'm not resurgent because they lost again. They lost they're on a two-game losing streak again. But is it me or do they look a little better with Zach Levine out of the lineup now? They've they've gone on a four-game winning streak. They they played a really tough uh overtime yeah. game against Milwaukee, uh, and then got you know blown out by by Denver last night. Um but yeah. They, they they seem to be a, a a different team without Zach Levine out there. Um, are they a different team? Are they just playing a little differently? And or was it the competition that they face as well? Because keep in mind the blowout by Denver was without Jokic after about the what, midway through the second quarter, and uh, Jamal never suited up. So they lost to a Denver team that had its two biggest stars out. Now, it is a championship caliber team. And as people say, once you become a champion, you, you have a championship mentality. So they know how to win. Um, but you would think the Bulls, as well as they've been playing, that they could take advantage of that. Keep in mind, you know, don't start to forget, they beat Denver twice last year. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's tough to say. I, I think some elements look better. Uh, definitely uh, Kobe has become that guy. You know, um, I'm not saying he's the guy, but he's become that guy who can be utilized as a strong number two, definitely a phenomenal number three scoring option. Um, he feel like seems like he's he's been playing good all year, playing well all year, and he stepped up with the, the main guys being out. Um, I think that I think Vooch is still looking like I don't want him on the team anymore. <laughs> he's so. Mm-hmm. He's so namby pamby at times. It's just, it's frustrating, um, especially not taking advantage with Jokic being out. He should have dominated the rest of that game yesterday. Uh, I think P. Will. Well, he's still still see yeah, twenty six and sixteen. Man, sometimes you can have some hollow ass points and some hollow ass rebounds, bro. I think it was a, it was a team. Of, uh, uh, I think because they were they were still in the game when Jokic got ejected. By the way, Jokic shouldn't have been ejected. No, no, that that was BS. I agree. Um, but. I feel like he got ejected. Jamal Murray's out, and they were like, "Oh, all right, we got this game." And can they think like that though? They they shouldn't. They shouldn't have that 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 (laughs) mentality. But I think they did. And 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 Denver came out and 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 blew them out in that second half. 
That's possible. I mean, hey, uh, B's boy P. Will has definitely stepped up. I mean, he has. He has. That dude's coming up there dunking, you know, slashed to the hole. And I, I think really I'm, I'm I'm joking a little bit, but in seriousness, with and this is where I'll go to my other point, and then I'll be quiet. Um P Will without Levine and DeRozan on the floor at the same time, he's he's moving around a lot more. He's cutting, he's flashing, uh, he's a lot more active on the boards. He's which you know his his defense is kind of fueling his offense. His offense is fueling his defense. He's getting out on transition. He's being a lot more assertive. Um, I guess you could say aggressive, but I think assertive is a, is a more applicable word. And this is why I don't think it's Levine. I think it's the Levine DeRozan combination. I think if one or the other isn't there, I think you'll see people doing. But when they're both there, he just shuffles off to the corner and gets lost. I think the Bulls, if, if DeRozan was out instead of Levine. I think you would still see very similarly the Bulls playing. Because keep in mind, in my opinion, uh, Levine moves the ball a little more quickly than DeRozan does. DeRozan tends to to, to, to beat the ball to the ground a little bit. Levine's a lot more athletic, a little more, a little quicker. And Levine spreads the ball, spreads the field more confidently. What I mean by that is DeRozan is taking more threes now, but that's still not his game. Mm-hmm. Whereas Levine, he had no problem taking those threes. But he can take it. He's more more explosive than DeRozan. He can beat somebody if they come at him back to the hole. So I would be curious and interested to see how this team would be with DeRozan off the floor, say, for a couple of weeks and Levine in to see if they're even that much more dynamic. But I don't think it's just Levine. I think it just coincides with Levine and DeRozan both not being on the floor at the same time. The ball moves a lot better. Yeah, that's that's something I've preached for a while now, that – them two guys has has hindered the development of Pat Will. Yeah. And and I wasn't necessarily thinking of it like how you just put it, GM. I was more so just being like everybody else. Like Zach and Anna Florida team look better. Hey, Zach don't wanna be here no way. It's his fault. You know, <laughs> but but I've always told everybody that I've said, you know, they look better without Zach. Get rid of Zach. I've always also said we need to get rid of him and DeRozan. Like, so I think both of them need to go. I just think P. Will, we have hurt that kid's development because he's been stuck on the floor with those two guys. We, like you said, you see a different Pat, Pat Will on the floor with them when one of them are out. He's moving more, it's more aggressive, more assertive. And I think that's that's something that we have to really look at. Like, we need to figure that out. Cause, I mean, I y'all know I was I was out on him. Like, dude is just done. He he's no use. And then you see how he looks over this little stretch. It's like, man, like this is the flashes that we want to see. Like, man, Kobe is just on another planet right now. That's it's crazy what he's doing. Um, but. They get, they may. I've watched a few of the games. You know, I watched some. You know, I, I basketball has not really been my cup of tea as of late. But, but I did tune in a few. You know, once they got hot and just to see some things. One thing I didn't like in that Bucks game was in overtime. Demar Derozan went back to who he is. Once to just, he took every, literally almost every shot in the overtime. Like, and Kobe is the person got us there. You get us. So it's like. You know, those type of things, you know, still are 
gonna creep its ugly head, but hey, I think what you said is on on cue, uh, GM. Maybe let's see how it would look if we were without DeRozan for a couple weeks and see what happens. You know, uh, well, here's a question: Does does Zach play another game for the Bulls? Because I know he's out. He's out for at least the next three weeks. Uh, you know, with his foot injury. Funny you you asked that because before the for him being out, you know, for this official amount of time, they were saying the market wasn't really there for him. Right. And I can't imagine it's improved with him not playing. <laughs> so I think he has to play some more just to improve his marketability and so that he can maybe go somewhere that he'll be happy and the Bulls can get something in return as well. So so yeah, I think he's gonna play for the Bulls again. I think he almost I think him being out now necessitates that he, he plays. But team, teams know who he is, though. He's a he's a a a, a guy that can be a dominant scorer in this league. You're not gonna get much defense, <laughs> <laughs> but you but you go but you go get some points. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna play like he has to play 15 games to convince anybody, but I think he needs to play three to five games to say, hey, hey, I'm healthy. I mean, if I'm trading for you, I do want you to play. I want you to pull a Brad, you know, Bradley Bill and you sit on the pitch. I'm saying, yeah. is he is is he really as banged up as, you know? But that's what I'm saying. Are they are they just sitting them just to say, hey, we don't they, we don't want you to get injured. We want to get you out of here. They may but, be doing all that. But if but the if, market is, is low, what is that something. doing? Right. Yeah, yeah true that's, that. not, that's not helping me. That's helping. That's not helping Zach's and helping the Bulls. Like I say, he doesn't have to. Play. Your, your your point, I take it. You're right. I mean, the guy's an Olympian. You know, he's been a two time All Star. He's a scorer. We, you know, a lot of things about him already. We just need to know before I make this, you know, exchange that you're actually going to play for me down the stretch the rest of the season, or was that foot thing BS, or was there something to it? You see what I'm saying? So I think three to five games, and yeah, maybe even two games might be enough for somebody. But I, I would go three to five games and and see him play like Zach, and be like, all right, cool. Because again, that market was low, so where is it with him not playing? So we all saw what happened last night. Uh, Draymond Green <laughs> was ejected for a, just a a, a ridiculous uh, flail and then punch to the face. Of uh of Yusuf Nurkic, um, what's 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 wrong what's wrong with this cat, man? I think the league's just picking on him. I mean, I think they're just trying to target the guy because he's had a bit of a pass. I couldn't keep a straight face, dude. He might have CTE. I don't know, man. Something wrong with him. It's crazy that you said. I mean, this goes this goes. You can take it back to to the Jordan Poole situation. Yeah, you can take when it back he, further. Knocked him out. I'm just saying, in just the last the last year, you know, you had that. Uh, you had the uh, uh, the choke out. Oh, uh-uh. stopping on some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the that, that's in there. Uh, the choke out of uh, of Rudy Gobert, and now yeah. this. And he's been. He was only back what five games, <laughs> and now he's, he's he's suspended again. By the way, yeah. in the NBA NBA. Uh, uh, gave an indefinite suspension, so he's gonna be out for a while here. Uh, th- this, like this is house. crazy, man. It's like an animal house where you got double secret, double motivation. secret, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> man, That's crazy, I, man. I, I don't know what's to him, man. 
I'll like, tell you right now. I'll tell you, as you get older, man, that filter is gone, man. What are you, seven seventy-eight year old man? Huh? Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, you can say anything. Dude, I, dude, I look, man. I, I don't know him personally. Obviously, I don't know his personal background. I don't know if there's a circle of violence he grew up in. I know I'm going all you know deep and shit, but well, it, he grew up. He grew up in 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 Michigan, and so he's he's a Detroit Piston guy. So that'll make him. You grow up. In yeah, Michigan. yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure he, you know, he he saw the bad boys, and that's that's what it is. Well, I actually saw something where Rasheed Wallace blames the '04 Pistons for Draymond because they said he actually used to be in. The locker room and stuff with them. really because one of his best friends, one of Draymond's best friends, dad was like, uh, or something. in the person, like one of the player personnel or something like that. Okay, so Draymond used to be there with him all the time. But they weren't, the they weren't, they weren't a, a team that was just delivering cheap like, shots, though. No, no were, but but he's saying that the toughness aspect and how they talked amongst each other and things of that nature, he felt it it rubbed on him. Okay. Uh it felt he felt it rubbed on him. So yeah. Rashid and Ben Wallace and Yeah. Maybe them VHS tapes of the bad boys from the I'm saying that's Bill that's and Beer. Bill and Beer at early childhood. Rick Mahorn. At early developmental childhood. He got inundated. And then, and then, and then just, just let's be real here. If you take away this aspect of Draymond Green, just left. how valuable is he? Well, when he plays, he has been valuable during the championship run because he's versatile. I mean, he's he's been a a, a staunch defender. I won't say he's always great because he pulls and tugs and all that stuff, but. He's been a staunch, a stop, a stop, a staunch defender. Excuse me, and he is a pretty good facilitator. You know, as a power forward, as a point power forward, um, he brings a certain attitude to the team, and in his own way, holds them accountable. Um, there, there are things that some people do that help. You know, the machine keep going or keep the wheels keep spinning, all that kind of stuff. And he's been integral to that. But they're getting older. He's getting slower. He probably has to pull and tug more. And uh, Clay ain't what he used to be, you know. So there's a lot of things that haven't been where they were. And what you're seeing now is a person who is literally doing whatever they can to maybe in their own mind feel significant. Or maybe he's just angry. (laughs) He's just mad that he can't do it no more. I, I think it's a little bit of that. But I think it's more so, like like you said, the attitude has always been there, and it was something that was needed for that team. I think now with the with the limited skills he had, diminishing, mm-hmm. that attitude is no longer able to be contained. <laughs> now, he's, oh. now he's now he's he was always aggressive. He was always aggressive. He mm-hmm. always was living life on the edge. Now he's falling off that motherfucker. <laughs> he, he, he's and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like his skills are diminishing. Like 
And of course, like you say, with the the Warriors, that dynasty is pretty much dying. It's, so then it's, it's time to go then. Yeah. I, I think, and what you're not saying, because I read in between the lines when you talk, especially uh, yourself, B, and, and then as by him not saying something, he speaks volumes and loudly that being on the West Coast with Clay and um, and Steph, it was too light skinned. And, you know, he had brought in the dark skinned aspect. That's what y'all saying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe y'all saying saying what I'm saying. You know, like, God, hey, yeah. you know what? What? What should the punishment be here? It's single double probation, man. Come on, do it if a hundred thousand dollar fine. This dude's—he's out of control, man. We do look, man. I, I I get, you know, especially in the playoffs. I, I get emotions run high, and I get, you know, you might. You know, punch the nuts every now and again, or whatever goofy shit he's done in the past. Forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, you know, he cost the team the finals. Yeah, he kind of did. I, I and it's like at some point, when does I apologize to my team and they understand how I feel? When does that shit become old? You know, it's already old. And at some point, it's like, dude, you you are you're not you're not helping the product. You're not helping the NBA product because even though the Warriors aren't what they were, they're still a dynastic team within the last 10 years. So they're still going to get some cachet and it is in a huge media market. And they did move to Frisco. You know know what I'm saying? So they're not even in Oakland anymore. They actually like legit in Frisco. You can't be doing that, bro. We can't take the chance of of another malice in the palace happening. And although it may not be to that magnitude, there's already two occasions. This dude's on a, you know, uh, a, a national excuse me, a national game, and he choking uh, uh, Gobert, and then he punching, you know, uh, Man, I, I tell you this, and, and I don't agree with this guy, as y'all know much, but I agree with him whole, wholeheartedly here. Dave McCoy said, in order for this behavior to change, these dudes got to retaliate. <laughs> they got to stop letting him he like man. He the bully has to get bullied at some point because he continues to do it. But he he picks. Jermon ain't as dumb as we think. Right, he picks his battles wisely. Mm-hmm. Right, he does it with certain players. I mean, if you look at the timeline of everybody he's done it to, he's done it to foreigners. He he in the one of one known. American-born player, he did it too with LeBron James, who he know damn well LeBron ain't about to risk a finals for your ass. He know that, like so, he he's calculated in what he does. Like, let's see. I wish Zebo was still in the NBA, and he did that to Zebo. Oh, that, that wouldn't it. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. I guarantee you that. But I, I want I I want to see somebody retaliate. I do. But I do know most of these guys also honestly have much more to lose than him as well. They're not making as much money as him, you know, stuff like that. So a suspension could hurt them more than it would hurt him in certain cases as well. So I get it why other guys don't necessarily retaliate. But, man, if I'm another team, if I'm one of these teams, I jump I think, I think to your point, they'd have to get him first before he gets them. Because I think when he gets them, they don't see it coming. 
It's, no, it's, they it's don't. Like, like they caught off guard. It's like, and by the time they try to retaliate, he's he's got the leverage on him. Like Gobert, he's behind him, or he's already done his damage. It's like, wait, what? Well, you know, no, like, Nurkic, Nurkic didn't didn't he he had no reason to think that it was coming. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you know you you to your point as far as retaliation. Uh, it have to be counter or, or pre pre retaliate pre retaliation. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not a I'm, word, but I'm gonna get you because I just think you're gonna do something to me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. man. Because like, dog, I'm like, I'm just like trying to figure out, like, dog, the man wasn't even doing nothing to you. I'm like, only explanation I can get is that motherfucker was tickling Draymond on the side of his, on his side, because <laughs> like, what? What else caused that type of reaction? He wasn't like grabbing him like nah, that at all. He, he literally just for, had his hand for position in the post. But but Nurkis wasn't even really fighting him. <laughs> he he literally just had his hand on his side. Like like did he did he pinch you? What caused that reaction? Because <laughs> uh, dude is wild, man. Dude is a wild individual, and he he needs help. Well, it's going it's gonna be interesting to see how, exactly how many games uh he's it's gonna be out. To. And this man, like like you said earlier though, this is this is the end of the of the dynasty here for the Warriors. They seriously they're in a position right now, they may not even make the play in tournament right now. February first. And we'll is when see you see him return. Yep. Either February first or Martin Luther King's birthday. Well, that okay. ain't shit if it's MLK day. Well, that's about a month. Hey, speaking of the speaking of the Warriors here, uh, January twelfth, they're coming to town as the Bulls unveil their Ring of Honor. Uh, the inaugural the same, same people that's already the same people that's already up there. <laughs> Actually, we're for the most part. They're supposed uh, to be adding Robin and artist Gilman. Right? Yeah, the, the inaugural class is is Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause, who are already up in the rafters. Uh, Artist Gilmore, Jerry Sloan's up there already. Tony Kukoc, uh, Bob Love's already up there. Chet Walker, Johnny Red Kerr, Tex Winter, and Dick Klein, who was the original owner of the Bulls. And they also are adding the 95-96 team, of course, the 72-win team. There is a big omission on here, though, that I have to bring up. Jimmy Butler. I'm sure. No, Jimmy. D-Rose. No, no. Our old buddy, Storm and Norm Van Leer. Really? Norm, they have, really? Norm's not on there. That's weird. Oh, wow. I have a problem with that. Um, I mean, he was... If you put Jerry Sloan on there, you you got to put Norm. That was, that was the backcourt, right? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, I guess I guess GM is more so like it's the 1960s and 1970s. Both of them shouldn't be on there versus both of them being on there. No, I think they no, they should no, they both do. They up there. They, they were they should have been the first group that made it to the finals. They just they'd always run up against Golden State. Like right before they got to the finals, I think, because back then the Bulls were in the yeah. West. They got they got to the Western Conference Finals in '75, right? Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's crazy because Norm, for for me growing up, and I'm a I'm a tad bit older than you guys. For me growing up, 
basketball, professional basketball, because you couldn't, you know, there was no, wasn't cable in Chicago back then. So seeing the Bulls on TV was rare. And, and my dad wasn't, you know, with five kids and, you know, working the way he was working, well, none of us getting to the stadium. So those rare occasions where I saw the Bulls or heard names or watched the news, you know, the 10 o'clock news, if I could stay up long enough to see sports at 1027 or 1026, um, Norm Van Leer, Artis Gilmore, you know, those were names that I heard. I kind of heard Bob Love. And then, you know, Artis Gilmore was probably the biggest name for me growing up, but I, I heard of Norm Van Leer. I heard my dad talk about Norm Van Leer. And then once Cable did kind of come to Chicago, Chicagoland area, Norm was a face of the Bulls for me. He mm -hmm. was that connection to that, yeah. to that part that I didn't really, you know, see as a kid growing up and that preceded me as a child, like, you know, late 60s, 70s, what have you. And Norm became that, that face. He became that, that vocal face, you know, of the franchise. Cause you know, Michael was on his way, hadn't quite got there yet. And then when Michael got there, you know, it, it kind of coincided. It seemed that there was a connection or you know, some, some kind of connectivity to it. And then obviously, you know, as and I were fortunate enough to be able to work with him and then it became that even much more of a connection. So it is weird for someone to have a, a dynamism both on the court and off the court as a, as a personality to not be in the ring of honor. That that's really weird. So hopefully, I guess they're going to do this every two years. They're going to add uh, people to it. I'm sure. Uh, Norm will make it eventually. I would I would hope. I'm sure you know Derrick Rose, uh, Joakim Noah. Those guys are, are are going to be on there. And hopefully, Norm Norm gets the uh, the recognition uh, that I think he deserves because he he is a, a is an all time great bull. So Quentin Daly's um, not going to make it. Huh? And a, I don't think Quentin Daly's going to make it, man. Or, or, or Big O, Reggie Theus, maybe. The ladies like Reggie Theus to be. Reggie Reggie Theus wouldn't be a bad wouldn't be a bad move. Yeah. Uh, like I, I I think back when I was a kid, I, I, I think I said this before. My aunties always talk about oh Reggie Theus. Them thighs, girl. Them thighs. Yeah, that that was the other guy, Reggie Theus. By the time <laughs> watching Bulls. So yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that. Uh, that happens pretty soon. Do Mike and Scotty show up for this ring ceremony? I doubt it. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I saw a post saying they're going to be reunited, but I don't expect them to show up. I, I don't know. It all depends on who is older that they respect that's there. Like if Phil's there, they may. I don't know if they both respect Phil. I mean, I don't know if Scotty respects Phil like he used to. I don't know. You know, like Tex has passed on, correct? Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, like him and, Tex Red, was, him and Red Kerr are are, are okay. uh have passed. Yeah, so that's, 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 which they didn't care for. And moment. poor right. Tony Kukoc is in the middle. <laughs> Once again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he's cool. He's got a good relationship with both Jordan and, and Pippen. Yeah. So when a few championships to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. weird, man. I, I, I would say if there was a, a, a elder that they respected outside of Mr. Reinsdorf, that is, um, I think they would be there. And Scotty might still have, I don't know, an issue or two. I, I don't, I don't know how that whole relationship is, but someone like Tech, someone who went through everything with them, you know what I'm saying, like the, the coaches or what have you. Um, so I don't know, man. They've been through so many honors. <laughs> and they've been there so many times to pull this down or raise a raise a banner or that, or that. I don't know if the Ring of Honor is going to really hit hit special for them or not. 
I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know what the purpose of it is. Because we suck. It's called a distraction. <laughs> That's what you do. That's the Romans do. All of these. Wait, wait. Well, four of the guys, four four numbers are are up in the rafters already. These guys have been been honored. Um, every name of every championship team is on the uh, the championship banner. Championship banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's I just told you. I, I, I get it. You're right. I, I think you're right. You're right. But and when, when the peasants are in an uproar, you, you let's make them, a ring of honor. You give them something. Give them a carnival. You give them a show. <laughs> Distraction. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> it's not why you are here. I. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, let's move on to some football, fellas. Uh, we haven't talked since the college football playoff. Ooh. And so, Ooh. Uh, so I got to get you guys' Whoa. thoughts on the Dang. final four here. Uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, okay. and Alabama. Boo, get the hell out of here. What the? Y'all should have lost to Auburn. Boo, get him out right. of here. Right. It, it, they were it, a, miracle, a miracle play away from losing to a team that lost to New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico State. Excuse me. And has a losing record. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's shameful, and it and it's shameful the excuses that they put out there to the world Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter that they barely won games in the SEC. It's the SEC, but you you do Florida State the way you do that. I don't get. 13 like, and 0. Like, I, I can care less. Like, I kept telling people, I could care less that they lost their quarterback. That is not fair to the rest of them kids. Nope. That one player yep. deters them from achieving their goal. If you want to punish them, let them get punished in the playoff. Yeah, they'd have been a four seed. They earned it. They earned it. They continue to win without the quarterback. Without and all the second-string quarterback, too. Without the second string. And all you did was punish those kids. Talking about some – the committee looks at the left. Now nah, I want to hear that shit. Because if goddamn Miro got benched this year, now all of a sudden he's a stud to y'all? Shut the <laughs> hell up, man. I don't want to hear that, man. It's all about money. And it's all about ratings and all that crap, man. But that that's that's bogus. It's bogus. It's bogus. Yes. You you, right. you you took an opportunity from them guys for what? And and although I don't I probably I've never rooted for Michigan in my life. And it's probably not gonna happen. But man, I man, I would ooh, if they was to blow Alabama's ass the hell out. It's not gonna happen. That <laughs> probably is, but like, but Rematch. man, that'll be like just everything. The 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 the, the rate that the network or whoever powers it be are hoping for the rematch, Alabama Texas rematch. That's what they're hoping for, mm-hmm. because Washington doesn't have the same cachet as Texas does. Washington so, gonna beat Texas. Uh, I don't know. 
even though I'm picking Texas to beat them. But I just, <laughs> I just think, uh, I just think Washington gonna be like TCU was last year. No, I, I think they're they're much better offensively. They're much more diverse but offensively. But I'm saying we didn't expect TCU to beat Michigan last year. That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people are going to expect Texas to beat them. And I think it's going to be a TCU type thing where Washington comes out and punch them in the mouth and Texas is not going to be able to recover. Well, I hope so. I mean, Washington out of uh, the four teams that made it had the toughest schedule. Uh, Pac-12 was the best conference in football this year, ironically. Uh, I'm a big SEC guy, as you guys know. But before the season began, if you recall, I said, I think this will be the first year that an SEC team does not play in the playoffs. And people are like, oh, you crazy, man. You talking about blah, 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 George. I'm like, dude, Georgia's not that good. And it sh- what I said should have happened. Alabama yeah. should not have been there. Florida State should have been there. The fact that you win with your second and third string quarterback, your defense is good enough. And like you said, you earned it. Like, there's like there could be like seven reasons of boxes that you check off you know, as a reason why a team should be in the playoff. You know, undefeated season, win your conference, you know, this, that, you know, your top scoring, you know, all these different things. And the one thing you can't control, which is an injury, is the only reason. <laughs> like, like this is like this one reason that you can't control is like 90% of the tests. But all the other stuff you did is only like 10 worth 10 percent. That don't make any sense, man. That's that's straight BS. So What's the up? SEC. I'm sorry, say again. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say the SEC was not as strong as it has been. It's a good it's always gonna be a solid conference, but it was not that strong this year. Well, it was Georgia. No I was gonna say no way the SEC was gonna be sh- uh, shut out of that money. That's that that's what this is about. I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But say that. Then say that. There's then no say that. But they can't because then, you know, it's, it's the, the appearance of it all. Oh, <laughs> Basically man. what you said anyway by doing that because of the right. appearance of it all is what you just – yeah, man, it's a lot of hypocrisy. For, I mean, college, college sports, particularly football, has had a lot of hypocrisy over the years. This has got to be one of its most uh, hypocritical moments uh, to date. Um, now let's move on to – the beloved Bears, who are on a two-game, two-game winning. Wait, wait, it's not a winning streak. It's only two games, so yeah, they've won streak. two in a row. Yeah, it's a streak. No, it's not a streak. A streak it's is three. No, a streak is a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, they won. They won a couple games here. Yes, yes. And uh, it seems like the narrative is starting to change with a lot of people here. Um, that are saying, "Oh man." Everybody's got to stay. Bruce has got to stay. Justin's got to stay. Well, not really the offensive coordinator, but yeah. but yeah, for just just finding interest in the way you know things things change when uh when W start popping up. Well, we'll see. Cleveland's coming up. I don't expect this to win, but how well we lose may determine how that roller coaster for Justin in particular goes down or remains level or does a little corkscrew into the next week. Yeah, it, it's it's been a lot of up and down with fans, media, through this whole thing. And it's like 
the only thing that I can that I've seen consistently is like Justin Fields is the only quarterback in the NFL that has to be fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he oh, has. No. He's not the only one. Lamar Jackson. Well, no, no, because Lamar still can't pass. Lamar can't win a playoff game. Lamar, Lamar, but, like for but, dudes, want, for dudes I, want an MVP, he is this tremendous. Yeah, that, that's a, that's. A, I think Lamar is it's higher expectations. I, Justin Fields, it's went from he can't do this, then he show you can do that. So he can't do that, he show you can do that. To the record, he can't win games. Then he wins a game against Minnesota. Oh, they didn't score a touchdown. Then he wins a game against Detroit. Detroit isn't as good as everyone thinks. <laughs> it, it's it's like the goalpost is going to continue to move. Right. To the point you got, I, I mean, and granted, we've been, we all have been victim of calling for the coach's head. We mm-hmm. all have. We all have. Huh? I think we've been. I think we've been right. I don't think we've been but, right. Uh, but yeah, I'm just saying we've all guilty. I'll say that we've all been guilty of calling for the coach's head. Oh, we've no, called for we both. Call, we call we've called for both. Too. We've called for Foose. Yeah. Not not as not as consistent as Getsy, and sometimes we've been flip flop. But we have called for the coach's head, no matter who it is. But to hear. On Chicago radio, a a guy, I don't know who the guy is, screaming, upset that the Bears are trending upward (laughs) because he wants them to fire the coach to go after a big name. And my thing is like, hold on, like, okay, let's 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 take a step back here, people. We Flus is only in year two. <laughs> he he is only a year or two. Some coach like, has been fired in one year. Go down to Houston. They, ask him they, they have they have, but but like let's let's acknowledge that we do see improvement, especially on his side of the ball, especially since he began to take over the defense. I mean, like as much as he, it's been frustrating. Sometimes you do got to take a step back and just acknowledge what's happening right in front of our eyes. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Now, the OC is a little different. But, hey, to me, we're trending up. And it's like, you, it's it's like it's still not enough for people. Still not enough for people. It, it has been for when we were losing, 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 losing. I just want to win. I just want to win. Then you win a game and it's it's not enough. <laughs> it's just not enough. Like we are, I don't I don't get it with this city and this fan base. We 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 want the quick fix. And I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to finally understand why the Bears ain't been shit my whole life. Because we want the quick fix. We we don't want to appreciate a process. And, like, I understand everybody hates the trust the process term because Philadelphia, the 76ers kind of beat that in our head for so long, even though, honestly, the process began to work after a while. I mean, they didn't win a title, but they were a contender, you know. But, like, no one wants to 
to let a process play out and see what happens. Like, quite frankly, right now in front of our eyes, we're seeing this team trend upward. And and we're actually, what no one wanted to acknowledge last year when Justin Fields had his run and how the defense was letting him down, now we're seeing that if the defense is comparable, the, this kid can win us game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we saw it against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We saw it against Minnesota where we only scored 12 points. Mm-hmm. How? When was the last time the Bears did something like that? With, so. with I mean, with uh, Mac Percy, maybe. Well, we won a game strictly because our defense balled out. Like, like that, those things matter. And I think, man, it's crazy. But that's my rant on that. Do we want to hear about the game, though? Oh, no. Justin just kills the blind and stuff. That shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to say, too. It's like, well, we still have to hold in reserve a little bit because it's the Lions. And here's the ironic thing. Both him and Trubisky killed the Lions. They both love to play the Lions. And I think whatever reason, maybe the Lions and their defensive schematics, from, I guess, one iteration of the defense to the next, they don't believe in putting a spy on athletic quarterbacks. I, I don't know what it is, but those guys, Trubisky and uh, but two different I, two different coaching staffs. So I, I, I said, I said, I said different iterations. Oh, I, I can't, I can't explain it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, like I said, it's something like I don't know if it's just like a Detroit thing or what, but it, it's weird that it's weird, and that's kind of my point. It's weird that both Trubisky and uh, Justin at the Lions are you know the teams that they really do have had the most success against in terms of playing one at one time. Uh, I'm with you, uh, B, and I, I'm sure as as well. And the crazy thing is, it's like, again, you know, we, we've been saying it all, all season. You know, you you, you cannot assess Justin, just, uh, justifiably so unless you have context to it. Um, again, like if those idiots on FS1 enjoy Taylor, I'm sorry, you're an idiot now. Because mm-hmm. you can't keep telling me what his record is. He's six and twenty-eight. Right. And now he's eight and twenty-eight. There's a reason why he lost. Yeah, motherfucker. There's a reason why he lost twenty-eight games. Because uh, yeah, let's and- see, his rookie mm-hmm. year was BS. Because you know, failing GM, failing head coach, mm-hmm. he comes into a situation where it's a lame duck season, and he's a rookie. So what are you expecting him to do on an aging team that it seems listless? Because all the players know these fools are out. They don't know what their future is going to be. The team doesn't have the same mojo. They're kind of going through the motions. And even in that rookie year, there were some games he could have won if the defense hadn't let him down. That game against Pittsburgh on a Thursday night or Monday night, I can't remember which one it was, they should have won that game. You know, So there were things Justin was doing that said, okay, well, we'll see what happens next year. Ken, he's a first-round quarterback. So then the next year comes in, and so the next year you have a rookie head coach, a rookie defensive coordinator, a rookie offensive coordinator, and a rookie general manager, and a team of players that you're getting rid of because, you know, you're blowing it up, basically. And so Justin was the only reason why those guys were in any of those games. And so you're asking this young man to carry a franchise that's trying to figure out who it is and redefine itself. So that's a lost season, if you're going to be fair about it. So you're having a young man who is still yet to play 
you know, 30 NFL games, you're saying the weight of his second season is all on him. When as a rookie, you don't hold it on a rookie quarterback his rookie year. So the following season, you got a rookie coaching staff. How is that on Justin? Mm-hmm. And so then you come mm-hmm. into this season where you have, you know, a, an amalgamation of better talent, which is great. But guess what? Now it's a new fucking team. So now you got a whole bunch of new guys trying to get to know each other on a coaching staff that has to relearn new guys because most of the guys they had last year are gone. And then not everybody's healthy at the beginning of that year. Your offensive line is essentially retooled, and those guys weren't healthy at the beginning of the year. Your wide receiver core is trying to figure out, I mean, they know DJ Moore is the number one guy, but everyone else's role hasn't really been defined. And your running back room seems good, but then your OC is not utilizing everybody because he's trying to figure out how to utilize everybody. And he's not quick with that, apparently. Your defensive front seven is essentially new. A couple of new guys, your whole linebacking crew for the most part, outside of Sanborn, Sanborn, excuse me, is is new. And Sanborn's just a second-year guy. And your front four is essentially some new guys, maybe some other guys that had been there, but they weren't the best of dudes. And your secondary, were, yeah, you all know, your all your defensive ends were new, right? All your defensive ends were new, and your secondary, of the exception of Eddie, are basically in their second year or rookie, and then and, they weren't and, healthy and injured, right? Right, so they weren't healthy. So now you can't even develop any continuity because no one is there enough to, for it to develop, and then you hold Justin accountable for all of that. While keep in mind, Justin's still trying to figure out where he is in all this. Like how, 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 what, where is my game in this? You know, how am I being utilized? What am I being asked to do? And, and does this make any sense? Not to mention that he's had to deal. And I know somebody making a lot of excuses, but I, I'm really not. These are real factors. You still having to deal with him somehow say, okay, forget all this shit that happened before. Like, well, no, dude, like I physically and emotionally and psychologically went through getting my ass kicked the last two years, like last year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, so I gotta have trust in my coaching staff. I gotta have trust in my guys, and I don't know my guys, and I don't understand what the coaching staff is asking. And somehow, all this is Justin's fault. And so, the narrative becomes for those people who know that that's not right. Say, well, we know that's not right, but look, it's been three years. You know, I'm like, hey, hasn't been three years yet. He's still working on his third year, by the mm-hmm. way. But, you know, it's been three years, you know, maybe Justin has to say, I mean, he's talented. He's talented. You know, yeah, maybe he was in Atlanta. So hold on, dude. If he's talented and you can still see him having success, why don't you invest in the dude that's here who's talented? Why don't you want him here? But that speaks to what I said before. Where I'm like, what is it with the media and wanting to get him so out of Chicago? I don't get it. But here's the crazy thing. Here's how people switch shit around. This is what makes me so pissed off. When people just start talking on both sides of their fucking mouth, they'll say, well, the Bears can't pass on. They pass on Mahomes. Uh, back the fuck up. Mahomes yep. wouldn't have been the guy that they passed on. It was Deshaun Watson. I know Mahomes went before Watson, but Deshaun Watson was the name guy. Mahomes was a dude who had a 12 and 13 record coming out of Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And no quarterback from there had ever, quote unquote, done anything. And nobody mm-hmm. knew who the fuck Mahomes was. They didn't. Everyone knew who Deshaun Watson was because he'd been to back-to-back national championships. Mm-hmm. Okay, It was in the Heisman race. The Bears pass on Deshaun Watson. So that's that's the first thing. And then, oh man, the Bears pass on CJ Stroud. No, they didn't pass on CJ Stroud. Exactly. Last I checked, the first pick of the draft was Bryce Young. Man. If CJ Stroud comes here, let's say he comes here and Bryce Young goes to Houston, Bryce Young is having a successful season. And you want to know why CJ Stroud wouldn't have come here, even if the Bears were thinking about taking him? 
Because here's a narrative if C.J. Stroud doesn't work out. How the hell are these dumb motherfuckers going to take a quarterback from the same school that can't produce quarterbacks? They just had Justin Field. Why are you going to take the guy that couldn't yeah. start behind Justin Field? That would have been the narrative if they took C.J. Stroud. Am I wrong? No, nope. I'm not wrong. So that's all bullshit and conjecture. It's like it's like willful narrative conjecture. All right. So all that crap is the is the stuff that you're putting out there as opposed to saying, hey, why don't we invest? Because if you watch and see, you can tell there's been incremental development. Does he have warts? Most definitely. What quarterback doesn't? What quarterback from his class is a motherfucker? Is that is that dude? Is it Trevor Lawrence? I can't Hell tell. Because no. that three interception game seemed like it cost him a game that they should have won last week. And he's had a lot of picks on his in his plate. He's had a much better talent around him over consistency, length of time than Justin has. Definitely not Wilson. And definitely not Matt Jones. And and the other dudes, this is language on the bench in Dallas. On the he's on a different team in his play on the bench with Dallas. You go to year before Justin. Is it any? You know, I mean, it's like, dude, stop yourself, Matt. So I was watching Get Up, and I I want to say of Jeff Saturday, who who really like hit the nail on the head. Like he like man, everybody keeps everyone keeps talking about generational. Every there's always a generational talent. And Dominique Foxworks trying to say, we never missed on a generational talent. When we said Andrew Luck, he like, man, Jeff Saturday say, Jeff Saturday said, man, they miss on only two. Peyton Manning and, and, and Andrew Luck. Every year there's some guy. And then, and Greeny said, yeah, because people were definitely saying Bryce Young was the miniature Patrick Mahomes last right, year. Right. And Foxworth go try to say, no, they that's the hell they yes, were. They were. <laughs> like when y'all are wrong, y'all never want to admit it on TV. And too often y'all wrong when it comes to these quarterbacks. Like, like look around the league, man. Look around the league. Some of the best teams in football have quarterbacks that they drafted late because their rosters are set in stone. And you can't sit here and tell me. That this, because this quarterback class sounds just like Justin Fields' quarterback class. That was one of the best quarterback classes coming out. <laughs> and so you can't sit here and tell me that, hey, if we do, let's say Justin run the table, we pick up his fifth-year option. You can't tell me that in year five, that that 2020, what, that'll be what, the 2025 or 20, no, I'm talking about draft class, that 2025 oh, or 2026 yeah. draft class won't have a generational talent that quarterback that perhaps the Bears might be able to go get if we stink. So there's always going to be someone there, but guess what would happen at that point in time? We would have generated enough draft capital to build our roster out or trade up to get a quarterback if we need it. Like, we don't need to do that right now. Like, it's 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 crazy to me, and and I and I want to ask, and I've asked this question in my head, and just seeing <laughs> it on different shows. Like, if the Bears didn't have Carolina pick, would we be saying move on from Justin Fields? No, no. If your answer is no because of that, then then why are we doing it then? Because the media, the national media especially, they get a narrative 
and they run with it and everyone bites on the same narrative. Everyone talks the same thing. It's, well, you have to do it because of the money. You have to do it because you need to start over. Well, hey, guess what? If it were that fucking easy, how come everybody doesn't have the fucking championship? You want to know why? Because when you start over like that, not only do you have to hit on the quarterback, you got to hit on a new coach. That coach, that new head coach, has got to hit on his defensive coordinator, offensive mm -hmm. coordinator. There's a lot more variables you need to hit on if you do a complete restart, as opposed to if you do a reassessment. And okay, I need to fill this hole, this hole, and this hole, as opposed to, well, fuck it, let's start all over again. Because now you run the risk if you start all over again of those players that you brought in as free agents, their contracts, by the time this guy's ready, they're going to be out the door or want to go somewhere else. Or ask themselves, like, man, dude, like, I thought we were doing this with Justin Fields. I thought we were on this path. Now you're doing a reset. You know, you you messing with my time and my money. Mm -hmm. You know, so so they may not want to resign, or or you're going to try and lowball and they'd be like, I'm out of here. And then you find yourself in a situation again where you're not having the talent to support the young talent you have at quarterback. But again, man, you know, <laughs> I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it until blue, green, and purple, and everything else in the face. I don't give a f who you draft. If you don't have good coordinators, it matters not. You have to have them. You can look at any quarterback that's had success over the last, I don't know, quarter of a century, and more times than not, but especially the last ten years with the way things are done now in the modern NFL. You have to have good coordinators. Josh Allen struggled early on. Debo comes in. He looks good. They get to the, you know, a, a click away from going to the AFC Championship game, one of the best games, playoff games we've seen in the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. Debo leaves, gets a head coaching job. New guy comes in. Josh Allen struggles and it looks worse. It's like a regression. And then they let the OC go this year, which I don't know why Chicago can't do that. But they let the OC go midseason. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the Buffalo's like a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs. You know, you look at you look at what Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not as good as he was last year. I'm not saying the OC is bad, but it's an adjustment period. It's a new OC and a new DC in, in Philadelphia. And they're winning games because they have that championship mind pedigree-wise because they arguably could have won the Super Bowl last year if it wasn't for a questionable call. But they won the NFC, so they at least are NFC champions. And they're a talented team. But they're struggling at times because some of the talent, but injuries, but they're getting used to these new coordinators. You look at the Chiefs. <laughs> and I know Andy Reid's calling the plays, but Andy Reid ain't running through the practices drill by drill like the OC is supposed to be doing. And that's, that sense of accountability that used to be there with the enemy is clearly not there with Nagy. And these guys are dropping balls, offensive linemen are, are offside. There's a sloppiness. And these dudes are averaging almost like what the Bears are averaging when Nagy was here. Receivers how, lining how, up offside. Can, can Receivers take line. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. How how you how you gonna make Mahomes and Kelsey look below average? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's man. hard to do. Can I take a small pivot real quick? Sure, off, sure, sure. Off of what off of what you're talking about, though. And and this of course, he's not a Bears player or nothing. But we got to put some respect on Dak Prescott and and Mike McCarthy name. Well, because because yeah. so many were saying Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, what happened to or what happened to LA Chargers? And the Chargers, they they swore that that Chargers offense was about to take off. 
<laughs> and Dak Prescott was going to take a hit. And man. Makes a difference, man. Man. Makes a like, difference. So. Look, at, look at Denver. Russell Wilson's on a Hall of Fame track in Seattle. He has one bad year. <laughs> one bad year in Denver. Now Russell got out of hand, no doubt. But the, the coach didn't know what the hell he was doing. He wouldn't hold nobody. Russell had an office. Come on, man. Stop. Russell, the quarterback, got an office? Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. Sean Payne's like, yeah, no, that shit ain't flying. <laughs> that ain't flying here. And within a season, we see the team that was, what, one and four at one point, or maybe one and five, gave up the most points, probably at least that I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> 70 yeah. points to the Dolphins. And now these dudes are trending to make the playoffs. It it makes a difference who you're coordinating, offensively and defensively. It but, makes but, a difference. But I guess it's in year one. For, for Sean Payne, but he's also a Super Bowl winning quarterback coach. He's, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying how 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 his improvement of this team after how they started, right? It's glorified. Like like we got to give Flu some credit. We have to. We started zero and four. Yeah. We're five and four in our last nine games. And should be seven and three or seven Better and two. Than, yeah, you like, like, like we have to give the guy some credit. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at Flus at all. I, I, like, I'm not mad at Flus. He, he, this team is improving. All of them, all of them times where he got in the media and talking about we're almost there and I'm ready to <laughs> say, shut the fuck up. We're not almost there. <laughs> like, like he got me like sitting back, like he might have been right, like. We're almost there. Like, like this this weekend is this Sunday is going to be a, a huge test because it's two things. That's a great ass defense, and Justin probably still having nightmares behind. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say that the last time he played Cleveland, he got sacked nine either, times, was hit fifteen times. Man, is he two is he shell shocked? Man, is he the two thing? Either he shell shocked or he out for revenge. And if well, he come out, and if he come out and have a monster game against this team, case is closed. Get case you, is goddamn closed because get, get. that tells you that this kid is like, look, I remember, and that shit ain't happening again. Now, granted, we've seen that before. I mean, it was college, but he came back with Avengers for Clemson after that first year losing to Clemson, right? So right. we've seen we've seen how he comes back when he feels like that was that was a memorable loss. Like you ain't forgetting that that was his first start too of his career. <laughs> that shit was that shit was tragic. <laughs> <laughs> so but, but Getz we'll Getz's, Getz's got a he can't call it like he did the Minnesota. Minnesota. Games. Nope. Yeah. Because yeah. Schwartz is he likes to bring the pressure as well. And he's he's a, a veteran defensive coordinator and He's gonna find your weak points. He's one of those guys. Jim Schwartz is their defensive coordinator. Yep, I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. Okay. So right. it's 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 gonna be a channel. I I really need. I really believe the Bears' defense needs to win this game for the Bears. And when I say win this game, I mean give the offense multiple opportunities. Like they're gonna need to some three and outs. They're gonna need to force a couple of turnovers. Uh, you don't want Flacco getting any kind of a rhythm. Um, they're gonna have to take away the tight end. Because if they don't take away the tight end, it's just going to open it up for the outside. 
and then we're no, in trouble. We we don't want them to take away the tight end. That's my fantasy tight end. I, I, I <laughs> well, I'm trying to win. Are you wearing uh, all this bear gear? You talk about in Joku. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you, oh, you ain't got. Oh, you ain't got a buy this week, so it don't matter. No, 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 no. I am oh, playing I can, this week. See, I got a buy this week. So do I have a buy. Do I have a buy? Do we have buys in our? League? I don't think we have. We don't have buys. Oh, y'all don't have buys. I'm the uh, number one seed in our league. I got a buy. Who won a division, Ash? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> but did you did you see in our league? By the way, uh, we had the they they named the top three games of the year. Uh, our two games were the two best games of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, the first time we we went against each other, I beat you uh, one ninety six to ninety one. I think that's not a good game. <laughs> but I, I I put up the most points in in league right. history. In league history, yes. And then the second was the last uh, second the last game, right? Where you beat me by twenty, but I was the second. I think you won one hundred sixty two to one forty two. Something like I was that, the second yeah. highest score in the league that week. So yeah. it was the highest scoring game of the, Com- of the combo of the year. Yeah. yeah. You see how that is, B. I ain't gonna take that bullshit line down, man. Beat my ass like that. No, <laughs> give me a second crack at it. Oh man. But so, yeah, yeah. Man. Hey, let's end it there. Let's uh let's go to picks real quick. And uh last time uh, we met up. Uh, Glenn, you went two and one. Good week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're still in first place. You're not 20 and 13. Uh, Smoke, you and I both went one and two. Uh, you have a half game lead on me. You're 16, 16 and one, and I am 16 and 17. Um, so I will pick first. And uh, let's see. I am going to take the Falcons. They are three-point favorites against Carol. Excuse me, against Carolina. So I'm gonna take the Falcons there. Uh, I'm gonna take the Broncos. They are getting four against the Lions in Detroit. So I'll take the Broncos there. And four-point dog. Yeah, and I'm gonna take the Cowboys, who are two-point dog, going to Buffalo. So I'm gonna rock with Dak and the boys there. Smoke, who you got? I'm gonna go Colts minus one and a half over Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay plus three and a half versus Green Bay. And I'm also gonna take Dallas plus the this plus two. Plus two, I got, yep. Yeah. I'm gonna take Dallas plus two. All right. Glenn, who you got? Um, I'm going to take the Bengals minus three against the Vikings. I'm going to take the Browns minus three against the Beloved. Sorry, just don't feel good about this game. <laughs> um, let me take the Ravens minus three and a half against the Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars are a home dog, huh? You know, I want to change one of my. What's what's that? I want to change the Cowboys one to the Bears plus. Three. Oh, somebody's gonna be right. Somebody's Drinking gonna be wrong. Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. Bears plus three on a uh, road. They gonna have a road win, I'm or they gonna it. lose by one and win your bet. <laughs> hey. They gonna cover. 
<laughs> I'm with it. Hey, shout out to uh, Chicago State who upset Northwestern tonight. They did. What? Yeah. Goddamn uh, did. First that time, makes no sense. First time in school history they have beaten a uh, Big Ten team. AP, AP top 25 ranked team. They still in the whack? Uh, they just now they just announced that they're moving. I think they're independent right now, but they're going to be going to the Northeast Conference. Yeah, and they're trying to, to the start other. a. Uh, <laughs> they have a FCS. Right, they're trying to start an FCS football program. Hopefully by twenty twenty five. Really, where are they going to practice in the parking lot? I I haven't figured that one out yet. They're yeah. gonna park. They're gonna practice over there by uh, the DMV. Gately State. They're gonna play get right at Gately. No, they can go. Wait, wait. They can go. What's uh? What's the park over there right off the Ryan on 95th where uh, Harlan is? Oh. Yeah, they can practice over there. <laughs> well, shout out to Shot State, man. Shout out. That's that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, congratulations. Go Cougs. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch us at Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast and the Super Duper Podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and your and I said yourself and myself. Yourself wouldn't be wouldn't 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 work. And the Father Good Podcast hosted <laughs> by Marshall Givitz and Kenny Stevenson. I'm still not good at this. We're about a hundred and some episodes in yo glenn <laughs> yes sir please take us out hey it's like we always say we ain't saying we're right we just know that going with justin ain't wrong <laughs> we'll catch you next week hey.